0: What do you need to do from day one as a real estate agent to crush it and to attract business and to keep growing every single day? Well, today on this episode, we're talking with an agent up in Canada who is absolutely crushing it on his own, okay? He's on a geographical island, so to speak, away from me, away from the rest of the team, but he just started doing certain things on a daily basis, and he started to get business within his first two weeks, and he's been attracting clients and getting referrals, and he's been doing all these amazing things in a very short period of time. Let's talk to Brian Garside right now.
1: The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes.
0: I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses.
1: It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a
0: minute. The
1: leads are weak. You are weak. I've had better. better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Nothing. Here's your host, Dustin
0: Brome. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 250 of the Massive Agent Podcast, the big 250 a big episode. I mean, it's halfway to 500, which is halfway to a thousand. Nice round number. Hell of an episode today. We're talking with one of my agents. He's part of the massive agent team here at eXp Realty. And he he came to us, brand new, just got his license. And he's been on a geographical island, so to speak. He's been on, on his own geographically. I'm in Utah. He's in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And he's had access to a ton of training and support, but uh, you know, geographically kind of isolated so to speak and and a lot of agents would use that as an excuse and they'd be I mean, be understandable, uh, you know, why why they didn't succeed, why they didn't do well. Well, Brian Garside is an agent who did do well in his first two weeks with his license. So we're going to talk to him today about exactly what he did in the first two weeks. And then what's he doing now, almost two years later? What has he changed? What's he doing differently? And you'll notice there's certain habits that he's doing every single day. And he started doing it from the beginning that has helped him to thrive, So because this is episode 250, we're gonna do something a little special today. I'm announcing the massive agent video challenge and I'm inviting you to participate. All you have to do Okay, this is kind of in, in the spirit of last week's episode, episode 249, the market shifting. What do you need to do? Well, you need to get visible. You need to be seen. You need people to see you. You need new new people who don't know you yet to see you and to get into your ecosystem. You do that through video. And the best way to get comfortable on camera, which, oh, by the way, being comfortable on camera is one of the highest producing the uh, the biggest money making activities you could possibly do. So the only way in, the only way to do this is in. The only way to do it is to do it. We're going to jump right in the deep end. So for the next 30 days, here's the massive agent video challenge. The next 30 days straight, seven days a week. Yes, Saturdays and Sundays. Every day, you're going to post a video on social where you are speaking to the camera. Speaking to the camera. And stories... You should be doing stories, but those don't necessarily count for this. It needs to be a feed post, a video you record and post. It could be YouTube. It could be Facebook. It can be Instagram. It could be TikTok, whatever. But uh, it's got to be a video posted, not a story. And those who do it 30 days every single day will, um, those who do it and complete the challenge, you will get a special private Zoom call with me, a private Ask Me Anything Zoom call that only those that go through the challenge will win. I'm also gonna give you a shout out on my social media for completing the challenge. All you have to do to enter is two things. Well, first off, do the videos. So that's number one, obviously. Number two, use hashtag massive agent challenge, hashtag massive agent challenge so I can find the videos and see them. And then whenever possible, tag me, I'll see it. If I can, I'll comment on it and give it it a little extra boost, a little extra love, but I wanna see these. Make sure that you do your best as well. Obviously, you want to get it done. Done is better than nothing. But also, figure out the hook in the beginning. How do you hook people in the first few seconds? If you need to, Google great hooks for video. I mean, just go steal some of the, the hooks that I use in my videos. But uh, make sure that you're, you're doing great hooks and talking about topics that people actually want to hear about. And I think over the 30 days, you'll be surprised at how much business you'll attract. I'm excited to see what you guys do with this massive agent video challenge. Before we jump into the interview with Brian Garside up in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, quick shout out to our sponsors of the episode follow up boss. Right now, I'm hearing a lot of agents say that they're, they're getting a little bit more free time. I'm also hearing that their pipelines are drying up. Well, let me push back on that a little bit. How the hell do you know your pipelines drying up? If you don't know who's in it, you don't know where in the process they are. You haven't communicated with them in who knows how long. How do you know your pipelines dried up? Your awareness of your pipeline is dried up. So right now, if you have a little free time, time to jump into Follow Up Boss. They are the platform, the system that literally all of the top producers in the industry are using and they swear by it. And that's for a reason. You need to find out what that reason is. Try Follow Up Boss for yourself and they're gonna give you a 30-day free trial all you have to do to claim that 30-day trial, no credit card required, oh, by the way, is just go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash boss. Go do that immediately. And then also, you guys, educate yourselves on what's happening. If you're confused, make sure you're checking out Keeping Current Matters. KCM has the best education on the current climate, and not just educating yourself, but helping you understand it, and then communicating that to your clients, to your prospects, to your viewers, so that they understand not just what's happening in the economy today, but what to do about it. How should, their act, how should their behavior change? Keeping Current Matters is the best in the game, so check them out. But right now, let's jump into our interview with Brian Garside, a new agent. Well, he was a new agent, a badass agent up in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, the, uh, the founder of the Garside Real Estate Group. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Massive Agent podcast. I'm here with Brian Garside in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, A. Welcome to the show, my friend. You are
1: crushing it, and I uh, wanted to tell your story. So welcome to the Massive Agent podcast. Happy to be here, buddy. I've been watching the Massive Agent podcast since before I even got licensed as a realtor, so this is a big moment here. Crazy. 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 And you've been an agent for what? Two years? Just under, about a
0: year and a half. Year and a half. Okay, yeah. cool. Awesome. So you're in Edmonton and the reason that I wanted to have you on. So, you know, full transparency, you're one of our agents. You're part of the massive agent team with EXP, And because of that, I'm able to see what you're doing. I, I'm able to see what you're up to. And what I really respect about you, Brian, is as as a brand new agent, like we didn't meet until you joined our group, right? You joined our group right after you got your license and you're kind of on an island. Like I'm in Salt Lake City, you're in you're up in Canada, and you you, you have all the tools, you have all the support, you have all the all the stuff. And but tr- being fully transparent, some people don't do anything. Like they, they just even with all the the stuff available, they don't reach out and grab it. But you sir as hell did. And as a brand new agent, you just started selling homes. Um, I didn't even really hear from you that often. All of a sudden, you start selling some homes, and so I want to share your story with people, to see what you did in the beginning, because you're obviously a self-starter. You're obviously motivated to get shit done and you don't need a ton of hand holding. So when you first started, when you first got your license, you went active and you're like, all right, it's go time. What are some of the things
1: you did to start getting your first closings on the books? Well, the thing is really consistency has been so huge, right? We see a lot of agents that get into the industry And they're not really doing their homework. They're not taking it home. They're not monitoring their own actions. They're not monitoring their behaviors and their habits and all that kind of stuff. I even talked to some agents recently. They don't put in a lot of hours in the week as they get started, right? They're not able to go home and do the homework. So that's really been the most important thing is making sure that you're putting in those hours, that you're not making excuses to sit around and not do anything, right? So for me, I haven't been out doing a ton of prospecting in terms of door knocking, in terms of cold calling, all that kind of stuff. That's not something that excited me joining the business. We can talk about that a little bit later on if you want to. Right. Uh, But getting into social, making sure that my sphere knew that I was getting into real estate, learning as much as I could so that I could provide value as a newer agent, which a lot of people struggle with, right? They don't think that they have that value that they can provide to their clients. So making sure that you are coming into that with confidence that I've put in the work, I've learned my stuff, making sure everybody knew you were in real estate and then getting out there really on social media and YouTube has been what's done it for me. That's incredible. So,
0: okay. Consistency from the beginning. What were you consistently doing on a daily basis?
1: Consistently doing on a daily basis was definitely just having conversations about real estate. A lot of people, we have conversations every single day, whether you think you're having conversations with potential clients or not. We do have conversations every single day. So that could be people that you're meeting, You know, they're serving you coffee or this could be friends and family, anything like that, just to make sure that they know that this is something that you're doing and that this is something that you're working towards. Then whenever they have somebody that they know who's making a real estate transaction or they know somebody who's moving into the city or anything like that, you're going to come top of mind. So make sure and don't be super salesy about it, right? We don't want every conversation we have to be about real estate, but you want the people around you to know that this is something that you're working towards.
0: So you go into a coffee shop, you're talking to the barista, You know, like how, how does one of these conversations go? Because you're, you don't seem like a pushy guy that would push a business card into somebody's hand the first time you meet them. So like,
1: yeah, no, are, I'm not, are these I'm natural not conversations? I'm not Mr. Wear a name tag around the grocery store. I'm not start a conversation good. in line there, right? But it just starts with being friendly. And I, I myself, mm. I feel that I've been an introvert a lot of my life. But when you have those conversations, it doesn't need to be hey, how are you? By the way, I'm in real estate. Do you know anybody who's going to have a real estate transaction the next little while? But when you ask... That's what most agents do. Yeah, exactly. Right, And that works for some people. But for me, what works is having conversations about, hey, how are you doing? Get to know other people, ask them about their life. And more often than not, they're going to ask you about, hey, what do you do? Hey, where are you off to after this? Right, You're getting a haircut. They say, what's the rest of your day looking like? Oh, well, I've got a meeting with a client. Well, what do you do for work, right? And those conversations come up naturally if you're natural about it and asking how they're doing and asking questions about them, they're also going to be interested in you.
0: Was this difficult for you in the beginning or, or was it a fairly natural thing?
1: Oh, super difficult. It didn't yeah. come naturally at all. Right? Fish out of water? Yeah, 100%. So you just, is it is it really
0: as simple as just like talking to people as a, as a normal human being and being curious in what they're and what they're doing?
1: Yes and no. I mean, in terms of being in the business, it is that simple, right? If people yeah. feel that you're interested in you or that you're interested in them, then they're going to be interested in you as well. Right. But there are other things you have to do to go about to have those conversations, right? Sometimes you're not going to be having five to 10 real estate conversations a day. And so you have to go out looking for those as well. Okay. Awesome. So how long after you got your license, did it take you to get your first client? And what did that look like? First client about two weeks. And that was just from a post wow. on social. Hey, look, you know, this is something that I'm doing. And an old friend from high school reached out to me and said, Hey man, I've been working with an agent for six months. She hasn't been putting in the work for me. We have no contract. Let's go find a house. So we had that closed within two months. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So and I- what did that post say? That was just a post uh, that I had posted on Instagram that said, Hey, I've joined DXP. I've gotten my real estate license. This is, you know, the next phase of my life. Was that the welcome graphic that that we make for everybody? 100%. Yep.
0: Oh my God. I, I love it. I love it. I mean, when you, so many people, uh, like they won't do that post because they they feel weird or they feel like nobody cares or like, Oh, I got a new job. You know, like they see it as, as that in the eyes of somebody else. And so they don't do it. But what they don't realize is people are very interested in that. And they obviously notice you had a high school friend you hadn't seen in many years, probably that reached out. Yep.
1: So, and the other thing I would mention too Dustin is I think a lot of us will feel especially coming on early into the business. But if you're advancing possibly through your whole career, But we feel that imposter syndrome, right? When I posted those early posts, I was scared to because, hey, everybody's going to know that I'm brand new. Why would they want to work with me when you can go have Bob down the street who's got 30 years of experience, right? So it takes the confidence in both yourself and in your sphere of influence that, hey, I'm not going to get judged for this. They know that I'm new and that's going to be something that I have to work through. But having that imposter syndrome can really paralyze a lot of new agents. Oh, new agents, experienced agents anyone
0: that's growing or scaling like dude I deal with imposter syndrome sometimes I'm like, wait who am I to be attempting this or launching this or speaking in front of this room of people you know like I, I think that's human nature, but those that fight through it and tell it to shut the fuck up uh, are the ones that will actually like win and and you've done that fairly quickly so it, tell me more, you know, in the beginning, you know, you got your first client within a couple of weeks from a Facebook post. What did you like? How did your
1: next few closings come about? Yeah. So actually the next few closings. So that same high school friend had known somebody who was also looking to sell a condo. So we ended up selling that for them within a month after the first transaction Also did social media marketing to find the buyer for that same transaction. That buyer who bought that condo turned into a repeat buyer. We've done three or four deals already so far, a real estate investor who then referred me to a friend of his. We've done three transactions with them as well. So really after the first one, it's kind of snowballed through referrals, friends of friends and friends of clients.
0: What I love about this so much is there's, there's so many agents from the beginning like me okay I, i'm i'm thinking of where i was at mentally in the beginning like i was so intimidated i i looked at every client as like this big giant monumental accomplishment you know it was like a mountain to climb and so when you look at something as as if it's like this big thing they're harder to come by if it's just normal for you. And you're just like, yeah, of course I got a client and of course I got a referral. And of course that referral led to another and like, and and that's just normal. Then that's what happens. So I love that. Nobody really told you that how your career started isn't really normal. It's not really average, but to you it is that
1: that's, and it goes back to that first conversation that we had about treating your clients like people, right? I'm sure Mm. that if I had treated my friend or his referral or any of those people that i've worked with if i treated them like a transaction then that's all they would have been right but when you treat these people like friends when you treat them like you have a mutual respect for each other then they're much more willing to refer you to other business they're much more willing to they're just happier with your service in general so treat people like like, treat people like people yes Yes, that makes a lot of sense. And you obviously did that. Did you do anything to encourage the referrals to happen? Uh, You know what? Just at the end of the transaction, say, hey, look, I'm looking to grow my business. And you can help in that by telling other people about my service. We would get Google my business uh, reviews at the end of each transaction. And then after that, it's just reaching out and staying top of mind. Hey, how's the house coming? You know, have you unpacked everything yet? I know you were looking to refinish your basement. How's that coming along? And just again, maintaining that relationship, and you're going to be top of mind. That's incredible.
0: Did it feel when you were saying those words at the end of the deal, and you were asking for the referral? Did that feel kind of weird too? Oh, Was it kind of an unnatural thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's um, let's pivot a little bit to support tools. Uh, that you had in the beginning, because, you know, you very easily could have just never sold anything and everyone would have kind of understood or at least accepted your excuse that like, well, I'm in Edmonton, you know, uh, our t- our team scattered all over and I'm kind of on my own. Um, you know, a lot of people have used that excuse, but you, it doesn't need to be one for you. So what, what kind of like tools and support did you plug into, uh, Because obviously you had to learn the process and I'm not a Canadian agent, so I don't know some of the Canadian contracts and stuff. So, you know, how did you
1: learn that process? Like the actual procedural crap? You know what? Completely shout out to my brokers because I've had them on speed dial Mm. basically since day one. And that's where I've gone for a lot of those logistical, hey, I've got a question about this contract. I've probably bothered them more than I should have to be honest. But then you you figure it out, right? Like here, I don't know how it works all across the country and America and beyond, right? But we get a, you do your real estate course and we have a PDF that you can keep throughout there. So it's always referring back to that, looking at, hey, what's this clause in the contract? My client's got a question about this and really just being a self-learner. I think if you can teach yourself how to teach yourself, if you know how to learn things on your own, that's going to be a major advantage in life. You said in the beginning that a
0: lot of new agents just are not putting in the time. When you were brand new, what kind of time were you putting in per day and per week into just learning the craft, learning the business?
1: Yeah. So I could dive a little bit into the schedule that I've had for the last year and a half. And that's... So I've got young kids at home. We had three under three. So it's definitely a hectic schedule. So I got to start early. I'm up at 5 5 a.m. every day go to the gym from there come home i'm usually home settled eating breakfast by about seven and i would take seven to nine every single day and that would be learning about personal development learning about sales skills learning about business skills and then diving into that stuff as well just content 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 and learning as much as i can about how to market how to be a better service to your clients so that that two hours a day from seven to nine was my my holy time that's amazing. So how often per week were you watching
0: trainings, you know, on-demand training or, you know, attending the Zoom trainings or anything like that? You know, it, it, was that regular part of your week? Every day of the week. Every day? Nice. Every day of the week. Yeah. So I mean, when, you, when
1: you got into this business, you meant it. 100%. Yeah. I, I knew that. Yeah. So we had, myself, I graduated from university just before I got into real estate. And the summer before I had my last year of university, I had actually started another business. So I'd started a landscaping business that didn't go well. You know, me and my partner, we had some troubles figuring it out, some troubles in the relationship. So what ended up happening is that landscape business didn't keep going. And me and my wife sat down and said, Hey, I'd love to get into real estate, but we can't afford the stress of another failed venture, right? Like if this doesn't go well, it's nine to five, as much as I'd hate that because that's just not my lifestyle that I want for myself. You know, we, we couldn't handle the stress of it a second time. So there was the desperation of, we've got a young family, this can't afford to not work. And that desperation helped me get where I am today. Oh my God, man. That's uh
0: that's badass, but it, it's also like, I remember when I was at this super low point in my career and it was like, you either sell something or like there's no food. Like, and yeah. I had a young, uh young kid too. So like there were diapers and formula and, and shit, uh, which is not cheap. Oh, by the way. <laughs> and yeah, it was like, it, you've, you've got to make something happen. And, and when your back's to the wall, a lot of times that's, that's what we need. So, you know, you obviously performed well under pressure there.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, and it comes back to the quote and I don't even know who this quote's attributed to. I heard it from Tony Robbins, but burning your boats, right? Like when you get to the island, you got to burn the boats. You don't have a way back, right? And that's what's helped me to succeed is I know that if this fails, that's it, right? Like you, you mentioned, diapers aren't cheap, man. Especially when you got three kids and diapers at the same time, that that adds up. Oh my God. Yeah. So just having that, you know, you got to have your back to the wall. And even if you don't necessarily financially have your back to the wall, if you can find a way to get to that mindset, of this is do or die that can always be a huge motivator. A thousand percent,
0: yes. It, and and look, some people don't perform well like that when they have a bunch of pressure. They crumble. They 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 do better when they're succeeding. And then that success, uh, you know, it they they're hungry for more, so they they double down and they they continue growing. Yep. You just have to know who you are and how you operate. Um, I I hate when my back's to the wall, but I do well with it. I also do well when I'm chasing something. Like if it's something that I that I can like visualize achieving what it smells like, tastes like, feels like, all of that to, to where it almost feels like a memory. Um, man, I go I go after that shit too. And it keeps me going every day. And it sounds like uh we're very similar in that, which is awesome. So Brian, um, you know, what else, man? Like, you know, now that you've been an agent for almost two years, How has your day-to-day changed from
1: the beginning? Yeah, for me right now, it's a lot of content creation. So in the beginning, it was a lot of reaching out to people that I knew. And I know a lot of agents can make the excuse of, well, I don't know a lot of people in my market, right? I just moved to a new market. Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of friends or family that can support me. My friends aren't buying houses yet. Like, There's a ton of excuses in the book. And really in terms of my uh, circle of influence funnel it's pretty much run dry so you have to reinvent yourself as a real estate agent that's always what's going to happen and for me it's been a lot of content creation right now my shift i've shifted to a focus on youtube and that's nice. what's fueling my business right now nice have you gotten deals from youtube yet we're just you know what the leads or leads i should say two or four weeks ago nice And we're just starting to close on some of the transactions here Nice. So Uh, so how many YouTube videos have you put out there? Not enough. I've been doing this for eight, nine months, have not been as consistent as I want it to be. So I've got about 20 YouTube videos out there. 20 videos. Okay. Yeah. And so you're not posting weekly. No, we're about once every two weeks, but we're just, we're revamping it. We've got a new plan. We're going to go three videos a week from now, but that's easy to say, right? You have to show it first. That
0: is easy to say. Um, It's also doable, right? Like, when you're not doing youtube and you're not in the trenches you're like oh my god like one video a week is this big hairy deal and look it can be you can absolutely make it as complicated as you could possibly imagine or you could just turn on the camera record plan ahead of time plan a hook plan your intro plan some calls to action plan your outro um, you know write a script and do a six-minute video i mean you can do a few six minute videos a week. hundred percent. Upload them. Th- the thumbnail takes a little bit, t- little bit of time, but you know you've done twenty of them, so you kind of know what your thumbnail game is, and you just copy other people's thumbnails, anyways. Um, yeah, I love that three a week. You are absolutely capable of doing that, and and if you're getting deals from, if you're already getting clients, twenty videos in bi weekly you're already getting leads and clients and deals will be closing. Just imagine six months from now.
1: It's 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 so crazy, right? It's so simple, Dustin. And you know what? You can go out and you can film a video in a few hours. And even if you're new, right? Like sometimes you go out and it takes a couple takes, but once you get comfortable on that camera, it does not take long to film a video. You can pump out a couple a week, no problem. Now, again, that's easy to say. You have to force yourself to go do it and find the time. And that's such a huge advantage for newer real estate agents too, Who might be sitting at their computer ready to put in the time but don't know what to do go out and film a video get that edited learn some simple editing process you can use imovie get that out there and your confidence on camera is going to grow and let me tell you some of the stats that we're seeing from youtube right now even with inconsistent posting are pretty phenomenal that's awesome man youtube is so powerful
0: it's so powerful and and honestly i feel like one of the biggest mistakes i've made marketing wise is not making YouTube my number one priority a lot sooner. And I mean, because I love social media videos. I love doing reels and TikToks and all that stuff. But now that I'm doing actual made for YouTube content and I'm seeing the growth and I'm seeing the power and how it complements, right? All the short form can bring people to see your long form and vice versa. It complements. I'm like, oh my God, why wasn't I doing this last year or three years ago or five years ago? But today is better than never. Yeah. And you know, you, you you do the best you can do. You could only do two videos or two videos a month. You're doing bi-weekly videos. A lot of people don't start because they think they have to do weekly videos. And I mean, imagine if you hadn't. Yeah. Exactly. We wouldn't
1: be seeing the success that we're seeing right now. We're seeing almost a lead a day come in from YouTube. Now, the warning that I want to give and I don't want this to a turn into a lead per into- day. Yeah, and they're very, I mean, a lot of people are going to see more than that through Facebook, Google ads. And I've found that the quality of the YouTube leads and the intent of the YouTube leads is a lot higher than what we see on Facebook and Google. I have people emailing me just this morning. I got an email from somebody who's over in Asia and said, hey, we've just enrolled our daughter in such and such a school in your city. We'd like to move over there. Can we buy a house before we come? Like, can we have something ready for when we get there? So the intent's really high, but the warning I want to give, and I don't want this to turn into just a YouTube-focused conversation, especially for newer agents, what I'd really recommend is you pick a lead generation source and you stick with it. I would recommend, especially when you're just getting started, just to pick one. Like you say all the time, everything works and nothing doesn't. I see guys succeed all the time with door knocking. I've known people who have success with cold calling, with postcards, YouTube, TikTok, everything works as long as you can pick something and commit to it and stay consistent and slowly get better over time that that's gold right there that's gold we're going to have to clip that
0: and put that on social because that's uh, that's it i mean we want to do all the things like if you're a if you're a real marketer you want to do everything you want to do 80 videos a day posted on all the places right but it's not reasonable to expect that of yourself while you're trying to be a realtor first you know, you can build to that level to where you are a full-time content creator and then you have a system and a team that uh, that services the clients. There's a lot of a lot of those agents out there that are doing that right now and they're all doing it on YouTube, oh, by the way. Um, it's
1: awesome. Well, it's so we, we see the Gary yeah, V's of the world who are yeah. everywhere, right? You see Gary V on YouTube, you see him on Facebook, you see him on Instagram, TikTok, you see him everywhere. And what we don't realize is they have teams following him around with the camera all day. They go home, they clip that, they post it. He almost doesn't see any of that content creation. I would bet. I don't know Gary personally, right? But it's tough because we always see the shiny object. Oh, Gary V just said that YouTube is the number one. I got to switch to YouTube. Well, I've been working on TikTok for the last six months. I've finally started to see some consistent success. Now I'm switching over to YouTube and I'm basically starting over and not devoting the time to TikTok anymore. Or I was door knocking and I know my metrics and I know for every 50 doors I knock, I get one conversation and every three conversations leads to a listing and you've got that dialed in and you've built those skills and those systems, but now you're switching to the new shiny thing, right? So it really takes the dedication to be able to stick to a source of lead generation and that's going to grow your business from there. And then once you have that systematized, once you have that automated, then you can switch over to something else. You have a team in place. You can work on something else. But when you're a solo agent, when you're looking to make success from nothing, you really got to stick with something consistently. You have to, you know, you can't ride two horses with one ass.
0: You've got to focus on one. Once you get it dialed in, then expand. Now you can absolutely like do a TikTok video and post it in multiple places. That's what I do. I record one video and put it in six different places. And are you putting yours on YouTube
1: shorts? I'm not. You know, I've noticed that when I try to clip those and put them other places, I just get too distracted and overwhelmed with it right Uh, now. I'm focusing on getting consistent on YouTube and then I'll branch out from there. But again, like you said earlier, you have to know yourself, right? I have to know that when I spend all this time on a YouTube video and then I got to worry about clipping it and posting it here, 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 and here. If I get overwhelmed with that, then maybe that's something that I can focus on later once I've built my processes.
0: I, I applaud that. Absolutely. And you also need to understand the audience on each. So if your TikToks, um, like it, first off, if you can just take all the TikToks you've done before and put those on YouTube shorts, like not recreating anything new, yeah. but only if the audience matches, right? So if the TikTok videos are for a slightly different audience... Um, you don't want to put them on your local facing channel because then they might not be as relevant for that channel. So you just have to make sure that they're in alignment, but you're right, man. Like you have to know yourself, focus, get the shit done and then improve and add and expand and hire editors when you have the ability to, and, and all that stuff. Uh, but most people want to do it right from the get go and they're, they're trying to do too many things. Uh, I'm, I'm basically a full-time content creator now. Um, You know, well, I'm a full-time content creator, full-time mentor and coach, both full-time jobs, but uh, I'm not even doing everything that I want to. Like, I don't have time to do all the shit I want to. And I have an editor, I have a marketing guy and I need more of them. So yes, know where you're at, know what your job is, know what pays you, know what the income producing activities are, and just focus on those as you've done. So I applaud you for your um, self-awareness. Thanks, I appreciate that. Uh, absolutely. So something you said in the beginning before we started talking about YouTube is you, you kind of ran out of, like your pipeline kind of ran dry. You um, needed to start talking to new people. And, and this is very, very true for anyone that's ever moved to a new market. And it's so easy to use the excuse, I don't know anyone there, nobody knows me. All those all those excuses or all those, those objections that people have uh, or you know reasons why they're not succeeding, those are all reasons why you must do video. That's how you reach new people, right?
1: Exactly. You know what? Video, it's such a powerful tool because people feel that they already know you once they've seen you on video. And we've all heard this about video, right? Like you're creating relationships before you even meet the person. And that's, that's right. something that you can just leverage like no other activity I've ever seen. Right? When we're looking at some of these activities like going out door knocking and like making cold calls and not that there's anything wrong with that. There's a lot of people seeing a lot of success in those activities. But for me, I'd love to spend more time with my family while growing a business, right? So I know when I put in this work to create the YouTube videos, that those are gonna live a lot longer than what I could do with an hour of my time out door knocking, right? If I go meet 100 people door knocking for the day, well, what if I can post an Instagram video that gets 105 views? Well, that's now created more time than I could have over the day. And I might sit there and say, man, I got 105 views. Dustin gets 10,000 every video. I'm not successful with this, but you've just met five additional people than you would have if you were outdoor knocking. So for me, in it's a fraction about- of the time in a fraction of the time right now again when you're starting you might take those eight hours to film the video because you're worried about oh man there was a hair on my lip and i my voice cracked when i said this (laughs) but you get used to that stuff and you move on right and so for me it was about finding something that i could leverage and that would live longer than those five hours i would put in somewhere else so again it's about finding what works for you but for me i think video just you can leverage it so much more than you can person to person
0: Exactly. It's it's uh it's all about leverage. Door knocking, cold calling, sending mailers, all that stuff. Like it all works. It all works. Everything works and nothing doesn't. But there's certain activities that provide more leverage than others. So your video you post on Instagram and then you post it in three other places as well and it's getting views on all of those while you're at dinner with your family, while you're changing your kids' diapers, you yeah. know? It's uh it's just it's incredible. And so I, I know I harp on video on doing video a lot and the importance of it, but it's mind boggling, Brian, how many agents still don't do it.
1: Right. I mean, how many agents in your market would you say are big, like video killers? Very, very few. I mean, if you're looking at TikTok, Instagram, you probably have 10 to 20 who are doing it at a high level. And then you look in a major city, in a major city. Right. And then you look at YouTube and it's so funny because I see people all the time that get scared of YouTube because they go and they see two to five agents in their market being successful with it. And you say, oh man, like my market's taken. So and so has already dominated the YouTube in my market. And you don't realize how many agents are out there knocking doors, posting Instagram content, handing out mailers, all that kind of stuff, right? Like two to three agents is not a lot of competition to get into something. So we see so-and-so being successful and say, well, he's already at such-and-such such a level, I can't get there. And don't realize that right. we all start somewhere and you can build up to that with consistency.
0: Right, exactly. Well, let's say there's 10 others in your market that are doing it, and, and there's probably more. But let's say there's there's 10. And if that's the case, you could be the 11th and and get almost 10% of the views right like so if, if you all just get an even amount of viewership and market share from your your online content you're getting like what 10 percent ish of of those views more if they if you're more likable or you have better topics and better hooks it's like why wouldn't you go after 10 percent of the search traffic that's insanity yeah exactly. so speaking of which what are some of the video topics you've done videos about you know what are what's working for you because I think this is where a lot of agents get stuck is they're like, okay, I know I should do this, but what, sh- what the hell should
1: I talk about? What are some of the topics you do videos about on YouTube? Yeah, so the ones for me that are getting the most views right now are generic information about location. So I'll do top five mm. cities in Alberta. That's my most viewed video. It's got about six and a half thousand views. It's been watched for, I think, 15 days straight. So talk about leverage, right? I spent an hour on that video and people have spent 15, 24-hour periods watching that video. But I'm finding that a lot wow. of my in high-intent leads are coming from more... I'm doing a lot of community tours. So go out to such-and-such such suburb, go to this community, just do a walk-around tour. And they're low quality compared to the, some of the ones you can do in studio where you're walking around with right. a selfie stick. You look like an idiot probably to anybody walking on the sidewalk. But you've got your little lapel mic and you're saying... Hey, look, this is my favorite coffee shop when I'm in this area. Here's a home behind me. This one's listed for whatever price. And I'm having people reach out to me and say, hey, Brian, we've watched some of your videos. We loved your tour in this community. Can you find us a home there that's in XYZ price range? And so they're watching these videos when they're in the stage of I want to move to Edmonton, which area do I want to live in? And so they're getting in there at the perfect time for us to then capture the lead and make a relationship with them and say, Hey, we'd love to teach you more about this suburb. All because of you and your
0: personality and how you delivered it, because it's not just the information. It's also the messenger. So they're. What's happening, and you alluded to it earlier, is it's called the parasocial relationship. So when somebody watches you on TV or on their phone, they start to get to know you because you're talking to them. So they they develop a parasocial relationship with you, and you have no idea it's happening. Like you're out doing other things. You're out walking your dog or at the gym or you know uh, showing homes, and you have other people who are making personal connections with you with a topic that they're actually seeking out like youtube is a search engine they didn't just randomly see a video you know like 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 they would on social media they sought out the videos that you're putting out so they they want to watch it they want to consume it that's powerful stuff social media is different because you're interrupting people and some of them are interested but it's it's a numbers game right so um and and you're doing both
1: that's the thing, Dustin, too, is a lot of people get worried about what if they don't like the way my voice sounds? What if they don't like my personality? What if they hate my facial hair? What if they don't like that I have long hair? What if they don't like that I have purple hair? If they don't like the way you sound or the way you look or the way you talk, they're clicking off the video in the first few seconds. You aren't yep. going to have to deal with the rejection of, I don't want to go with you because X, Right? Y, Z. They're clicking off of that video. And the people who are staying and watching those videos and watching your social and following you on Instagram and TikTok... They already resonate with your personality and you're not going to have to deal with the, the worry about what if they don't like my nasally voice or what if they don't like whatever, right? These people already right. like you to an extent that they're watching your content in their free time. And that just helps you build the relationship and get over the fear of making the videos.
0: I love it, man. One of the last questions I'm going to ask you, uh, and then we'll get into the rapid fire questions then let everyone know where they can find you and follow you and see what you're up to. And then we'll wrap this thing up. Brian, what's one of the biggest mistakes you made as a brand new agent?
1: Oh man, I got stuck in analysis by paralysis so hard because you feel like you need to know everything before you get started. Before I take this listing, I want to know how to sell this listing right now. I watched a clip on Instagram the other day of Ed Milette was doing an interview with Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street Now, I resonate a lot with what Ed says, and he said, if I could go back and teach younger Ed something, it's that highly successful people, people who get what they want in life, they get into a door they're not prepared for, and they figure it out. You get to the next level, and you figure it out. And I think a lot of agents are worried about that. But if you're taking steps in life, you should be doing something new that scares you every single day. Unless I want to sell the same $100,000 condo for the rest of my career... Which if that's your specialty and that's what you want to do, you go for it. But if you want to move up to $200,000 condos, if you want to work your way up to multi-million dollar properties, at some point, you're going to have to take a leap of faith, get into a door that you're not ready for and figure it out from there. So the biggest mistake that I made was thinking, I'm not ready for whatever comes next. And you're not always going to be ready for that. And you're going to make mistakes, but that's the only way that you can grow and become a better person, a better business owner, a better whatever you want to be.
0: That's incredible.
1: That's incredible. So what's next for you? You know, what what are you building towards? You know what? My wife and I, we have a goal that we're going to move to a different market in the next six months. So right now we're taking our time and we're building a business here that we're going to walk away from. And we're not sure how we're going to transition from that yet, if we're going to build a team here first or what we're going to do. But we're taking a leap of faith and we're moving from you know, this end of the continent to the other end of the continent within the next six months. So that's something that we're wow. doing and that scares, that scares us, so.
0: Right, well, what's cool is this, the same blueprint that you're following with YouTube and with, with social, you can just do in your new market and, you know, just like, oh, instead of those five cities, we'll talk about these five cities. Instead of the cost of living here, we'll talk about the cost of living there. And you could even start building that up before you even get there Because you don't necessarily have to be on the ground. You can show, you could be in studio, show a little screen recording of, you know, another video of that area and put that out there. I mean, you don't have
1: to be there. One of my most recent successful videos that I've had a lot of people reach out to me about that I have a lot of comments on is a map tour. I screen recorded my computer, threw on Google Maps and said, hey, look, here's the ring road around the city. Here's this suburb. Like we can split the city into these quadrants. Here's what you know about these ones. and." It really is that simple. Like if you just get started, you'll realize that you don't have to know everything and you can run with it from where you're at. That's awesome. Brian, it's cool
0: to watch you grow, man. And, and I'm stoked to see this uh, this next part of the journey play out for you. Um, you've done it before. You know, you burned the bridges before. Uh, you're very capable. So I'm stoked
1: for you. Where um, Where can people find you? Yeah, you know what? Best place is going to be Instagram. I'm probably on there every day more often than I should be. But that's going to be at Brian Garside, Y-E-G, which is the airport code here in Edmonton. So at Brian Garside, Y-E-G, you can reach out to me there. Follow me there. DMs always open. Awesome. And what's your YouTube channel? Life in Edmonton
0: hyphen Brian Garside. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I've noticed in Canada, everybody refers to their city as like YYC or Y-E-G. Yeah. And I don't know what the hell any of them are. So. (laughs) Well, there you go. Now you know. Yeah, Y-E-G is Edmonton?
1: Y-E-G is Edmonton, yep.
0: What's YYC? Calgary. Calgary, okay. I think. So, like What's Don't Vancouver's? Do they
1: have one, or is that just... Uh, Vancouver will have one. I think YVR sounds right, but yeah. I know mine, and then... Canadians. The rest of them. We're weird, man. Canadians.
0: I, I love earlier when you said about a bunch of times. That was fantastic. Oh, no. Uh,
1: do, do you... Do I have an accent to you? I'm always curious.
0: No, no, no. Just just an American. We,
1: we think we're basically Americans north of an imaginary line, but then we get right. told differently when we meet Americans. So, ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Funny up, well, here. whatever. We'll take you. We'd be honored. <laughs> let's
0: do. uh Let's run through these rapid fire questions. Let's do it. I almost forgot about those. Uh, But every time we have a guest on, we we do these either or questions. You pick one or the other. You can elaborate if you choose. You don't have to. And uh, then we'll wrap this up. And I appreciate your time. So let's go with the first one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. Instagram or YouTube? YouTube. Every day. Ah, Twice on Sundays. Books? Twice on Sundays, yes. Books or podcasts? Books.
1: Uh, books or audiobooks? I prefer books, but I listen to audiobooks more than I read books just because the convenience. Nice. Rental property or flipping? Rental properties. Cash flow. That's lifelong, man. That's right. Flipping's here and now.
0: Burgers. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, like, I have no problem with flipping. It makes sense. You make a big pile of money, but you gain appreciation and cash flow. And tax advantages when you buy and hold. It's amazing.
1: Yep. Burgers or pizza? Pizza. New York or LA? You know, I've never been to either, but some of Uh our best friends just moved to New York. So we're more excited to go visit New York right now. Nice. Uh, Dude, I love New York. It's cool. I can't wait. I I love skylines, skyscapes, cityscapes, whatever you want to call them. And New York's mm-hmm. just Me undefeated. Too. They pop up on my Instagram all the time. I'll just watch them for hours.
0: You can't beat it, and and you've seen all these different parts of New York on movies and shows before. And it's it like every block, there's something cool.
1: Yep. NFL or NBA? See, I grew or up NHL. In basketball was my sport. I played basketball growing up, but I watch the NFL more than I watch the NBA. NFL or NHL? NFL, not even close. Mm.
0: Baseball or football? Uh, Football. Mountains or beach? (laughs) We'll go mountains. Nice. I like them both, but we'll go mountains. Yeah, you got to have them both. Uh, Podcast or vlog? Podcasts. YouTube or Facebook Live? YouTube. Rich Dad, Poor Dad or Millionaire Real
1: Estate Agent? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uber or Lyft? Never used either.
0: No shit. Yeah. Never Wow. Okay.
1: Gary V or Grant Cardone. I've learned a lot from both, but I gotta go Grant Cardone. Just something about his team energy, his confidence, something gets me. So
0: Okay. Fair enough. Grant Cardone. Awesome, man. And remind us one more time your Instagram? Brian Garside Y E G love it. Yeah. And we will link up Brian's uh Brian's Instagram, his YouTube in the show notes and if you're watching on YouTube it'll be in the description. Make sure you go follow him and subscribe to his channel as well. Brian, appreciate it. Thanks for your time today. You're absolutely uh like you're killing it, man. And you're you're doing it really on your own by reaching out and grabbing the resources and support you need, and then just doing the work. And it's awesome. And I wish we had more agents like you. And I appreciate you sharing the story. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Yep. Hope you guys enjoy that interview with Brian. Make sure you connect with him. He is really doing some great shit. And if you, you probably won't believe it. That was his first podcast episode. He's so articulate. He's so great at articulating what he's done. And it's, I mean, He's acting like he's done hundreds of episodes before, but he told me after the fact, after we finished recording, he's like, that's what happens when you do a bunch of videos. When you do a bunch of YouTube videos, you're just comfortable on camera and can articulate. Hmm, kind of a clue that the massive agent video challenge might be something worth doing. Make sure you're doing 30 straight days of video starting today, which is October. Let's see, what what will it be? I should probably look at my calendar and make this thing official here. From October 6th starting October 6th or any 38, 30 day period afterwards up until, uh, the first week or so of November. Um, cause I know you don't all listen on Thursday when this episode comes out, but do the 30 day challenge 30 days of video where you are talking to the camera. The camera has to show your face at some point. Um, and those that complete it and use hashtag massive agent challenge, they will win and qualify for a, a free private, um, private zoom mastermind and ask me anything mastermind where I will walk through any issue in your business, help walk you through any business idea you have, how to structure your teams, whatever it is you want. Uh, I'm excited to see who does that. So that's the massive agent video challenge. Appreciate you guys listening. See you guys next week.